Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. I have some beautiful reviews to read today from Apple Podcasts, so thank you so much. And I apologize to anyone if you're like, why haven't you read my review lately? Uh, I, I submitted it a while ago. Sometimes they don't show up on my app for a while, or I have to go onto chartable.com and find them there. So always know I love your reviews and I want to read them as soon as possible. All right. So this is from Bright 33 Eyes via Apple Podcasts from the US. And this was submitted on April 9th, 2023 at five stars. Glad I listened. I first heard of this podcast on YouTube talking with Hollywood Raw. Oh, I love Hollywood Raw. And I'm glad I searched for it to listen to. Jennifer's voice is very soothing. You know, I'm going to stop there. I get that all the time. And it shocks me because if you ask my husband, he's like, yeah. (laughs) And her experience is very informative. I am not interested in becoming a flight attendant and it's still entertaining. I hope she's flown on an ACJ 319 or ACJ 320 Neo. I have to keep listening to the archives to find out. Oh man, bright 33 eyes. I have to say I have not. So if you're going to go through those archives, I do apologize, but I have not flown because those are more of the sports team casino flying type planes and I have not done that. So please, uh, it's not going to be in the archives. I may try to get someone on who has flown those planes. And I think you've given me a really good idea. And so thank you so much. What a wonderful review. And yes, I love Hollywood Raw too. They're awesome. All right. So then I have, ooh, this one's from Russia. Ooh, Russia. I lived in Eastern Europe. I've been to Russia. Russia's cool. All right. So this is from Tanya Maximili via Apple Podcasts in Russia submitted. Again, I can't believe I'm seeing these reviews right now. I'm so sorry, Tanya. This is submitted on February 28th, 2021. I am, okay. Anyway, I apologize for the massive delay. So five stars. Thank you. Very useful and clear podcast for anyone who already makes first steps in the industry or just dreaming. Thank you, Jennifer. Spasiba, Tanya. This is so great. I really appreciate it all the way from Russia. And then our third review is from, oh, I think I know who this is. Joe Moss 33 via Apple Podcasts US. And this was submitted on, oh my God, why am I just seeing these? These are submitted. This was submitted on October 16th, 2020. The podcast has a feel of your experienced friend giving you the valuable lowdown on exactly what they might be leaving out of flight attendant school. Real talk. I appreciate the perspective. And that was five stars. And the title was good, worthy information. So thank you so much for all these reviews. Please keep adding them. I am so excited because I finally received the Little Black Legitimacy Star on Apple Podcasts. And every time you add reviews or rate wherever you listen, it just really supports it. And I always say that it takes less than 10 seconds to hit five stars wherever you listen. And then to write a review, it honestly takes less than a minute of your time and is a huge deal supporting me, supporting this podcast and keeping the content flowing. Okay, so we are back to comparing large business jets. And so far, I've compared the Gulfstream or G650 
the Bombardier Global and Challenger. And today I am finally discussing a private jet that in my humble opinion rivals the Gulfstream or G650. And that is the Falcon 8X. Dassault makes the Falcon 8X. Dassault is a French company headquartered near Paris. It is the private jet company of Europe. For example, when the Russian oligarchs came into existence in the late 90s, they were buying Falcons from Dassault. Dassault's premier jet is called the Falcon 8X. It is a beautiful plane and it's a much newer plane. So I've only flown new ones. I've never flown, you know, an 8X from 10 years ago because they didn't exist 10 years ago. In fact, they're so new that when pilots were trained in the last five years for the simulator, because you have to go through five, six weeks of training when you have a new plane, they had to go to Paris. And now they finally put a simulator in Teterboro, New Jersey. So pilots in the Northeast don't, in, I'm sorry, not the Northeast, in North America don't have to go all the way to Paris to train. So that's been really nice. It is, again, a nice, gorgeous plane. It has an expansive cabin. It has a potential great setup with a bedroom in the aft, a main cabin, and a front galley and crew rest. Depending on the seat configuration, the 8X seats 14 to 19 packs, which is pretty amazing. And I always say that usually on these planes, you're only going to get in 14 packs because the way the seats are configured, you know, things are couches and then you have credenzas, which take up a lot of space. Then you have bedrooms, which take away seats and that type of thing. So that's why you usually never get those 19 seats or I have not seen it. Now the plane we're talking about next week, that is going to have the 19 packs or 19 seats. And what you would have to do with that configuration, if you wanted to have the 19 for one of these planes we've already compared, you would have to arrange everything looking like a commercial airplane. So just rows and rows, which isn't so cool for a private jet, right? <laughs> the cabin in an 8X is much quieter than a 650, and it is very noticeable. And that's one thing that I really loved when I flew the 8X, how much quieter it was. I also think the 8X cabin is much nicer, but again, it depends on how the jet is designed. The wingspan of an 8X is 86 feet, three inches long, which enables it to fly in and out of Aspen, Colorado, which is home to many of the rich and now uber rich. Comparatively, both the G650 and the G650ER have a wingspan of over 99 feet. They're 99 feet, seven inches, and this exceeds the maximum wingspan for most small airports. For example, the wingspan limit for Aspen is 95 feet, which does not allow it to fly in and out of these smaller airports. And why is that such a big deal? Because let's say you are a billionaire who has the choice, what a lucky choice, right? Between a G650 and a Falcon 8X, and your main home base where you live most of the year is Aspen, or even not Aspen, but let's say you just live in a smaller place. You're going to have to go in and out of a smaller airport if you want 
to have that airport right near your home. So let's take the Aspen example again. So if you wanted to buy something like a G650 or even bigger, the plane we're going to talk about next week, the Lineage, if you wanted to buy more of like a Boeing business jet, that is not going into Aspen. That is not going into Eagle or Vail Airport, it's way too big. The runway cannot handle that between the weight and the size of the runway. It's not happening. So what you have to do is you would have to go all the way to somewhere like Denver and pick up your private jet, which could happen because you could have a helicopter that takes you from Aspen to Denver and then there's your Boeing business jet or something bigger. But most people just want the convenience of them meeting the jet right where they live. So that's why an ADEX is a better choice because it can fly into smaller airports and it can handle that. So that's why you you would say, oh, well, the person would always pick the 650 over the ADEX. Not necessarily so if you live in a smaller place. At Teterboro, New Jersey, the hub of corporate aviation in the U.S., the ADEX can take off at max weight because its max weight takeoff is 73,000 pounds. Any max weight that exceeds 100,000 pounds cannot take off in Teterboro. And the 650ER, remember we discussed this with the Kim Kardashian episode, ER means extended range, exceeds that weight when it is fully fueled. Thus, if Kim Kardashian or Elon Musk in their G650ER wanted to take off with a fully fueled plane, they could not use Teterboro. They would have to use Newark Airport instead of Teterboro. I would think it's not that much of an inconvenience for Kim Kardashian, Elon Musk, because it's a matter of the drivers just taking them to Newark instead of Teterboro. And by the way, Newark and Teterboro are like 15 minutes apart, so it's not that big of a deal. But it becomes, I don't want to say a big deal, but it becomes more logistics and more planning for the pilots. And it's much easier, I would think, to fly out of Teterboro, which is a much smaller airport, a lot less going on than flying out of Newark. And also, you have to think about it this way. If you can't be fully fueled flying out of Teterboro, let's say, okay, well, Elon Musk just wants to pick Teterboro. He doesn't want to mess with Newark for whatever reason. And they're not fully fueled and they're going on a long trip. Well, they're going to have to stop and make that extra stop to fuel. So it's all logistics, right? The ADEX has a long range of 6,500 nautical miles, which means it can fly LA to Tokyo nonstop. That is excellent range. And the flights are short enough so that the pilots would not exceed a 14 to 16 hour duty day. Most of their flights would be in the 10 to 11 and a half hour range. Thus, you would only need two pilots for those trips. In regard to duty days, duty a duty day can be anywhere from what that plane is listed as with the FAA. So this is a little more of a complicated conversation, but it depends how it's categorized. And that category will stipulate the duty day. So duty day, I mean that okay, the the pilots can only work a 14-hour day, and once they've hit that 14 hours, everything has to be shut down. 
right? So that happens, you see that on commercial airlines where I'm sure you've heard of it or you've had a flight where all of a sudden it's been canceled because they've been waiting on the tarmac, waiting on the tarmac, and these pilots have just come from another trip and now they cannot extend their duty day. Their duty day is done. So now you have to wait for a whole nother crew to come in and set up the plane and do all that. So duty days can you know, be anywhere from, I don't, I'm not really the expert in this, but what I've heard, the normal duty days, especially for corporate can be 14 to 16 hours. The G650 in comparison has a range of 7,000 nautical miles and a G650ER has a range of 7,500 nautical miles. So obviously better range, right? better range than the 8X. The G650 can fly New York to Tokyo. Wow. This is why most owners end up choosing the 650 or the 650ER over the 8X because the range wins out every time. And also you're talking about Americans and the Gulfstream is the American status symbol. And as I talked about on many episodes that Gulfstream has done a phenomenal job with marketing. However, if you're an owner who resides, again, mainly in Aspen or a place where you're constantly flying in and out of and it's a small airport, you may want to choose the 8X over the 650. And I think that is really the main reason why people would choose the 8X over the 650. I I was involved in, I want to say this without giving away too much, but Um, let's just say a sales part of the 8X. And I remember that the team was trying to sell the guy on, (laughs) sell a potential owner on the quieter cabin in the 8X. And that really wasn't selling him, you know? So it's always range and all of his friends had the Gulfstream. So the Gulfstream won out. I wanted to tell you a really good 8X story, but The ADAC stories I've already mentioned in this podcast. So I just was going to tell you something really small. And, you know, I always talk about the horror stories. I'm going to say something nice here. So just (laughs) wait for it. I'm actually going to say something nice about passengers and everything. I flew on an ADAC that went from somewhere in the south to California. And we picked up the family of a major soft drink corporation. And the interesting part was that because this family was part of the soft drink corporation, we had to clear out the soft drinks from all of the competitors. And you don't think that would be a big deal, but when someone owns a major soft drink corporation, that includes sodas, waters, juices, that all had to be cleared out and we had to replace everything with their products to show our support and keep in mind, this was for maybe a three hour charter. So all that work and all that replacement for a three hour charter, but that's what you have to do in this business, just so you guys know. So the family was extremely nice. I liked them very much. I remember the lead passenger who was an older female was a lovely human. I felt like she was just very maternal and wanted to take care of me. And it was just a really great experience. So there, there, it's been documented. I've had a really good (laughs) experience with a passenger, right? All right. So I just want to talk about that 
I will be coming back with an episode in two weeks, my normal episode. Then after that, I will be comparing the last of the large business jets. And then I'm going to be moving on to the smaller business jets. I'd like to discuss the ways you can support this podcast. The first way is the Corporate Flight Attendant book. It is a brutally honest guide to your dream job. It reveals all the necessary information to succeed in this business, including acing the Corporate Flight Attendant interview, where to train, what a day in the life looks like, salary and daily rate, etc. After reading this guide, you will have a detailed understanding of the job in the industry so you can make an informed decision of whether or not to take the next step instead of immediately spending thousands of dollars on training. And let me tell you something, guys, the new training cost is astronomical. Oh, and I updated and revised the book for 2023. Yay. I added an interview resume cover letter chapter and I go deeper into the day in the life chapter. At the end of the book, you will receive my CFA list bundle that includes the catering email template and lists such as catering go-tos, prep, deplane, and the sought after packing list. I have a master's degree in creative writing from NYU. Thus, I assure you that this guide isn't bland or boring. In fact, it's filled with anecdotes and stories. It is priced at $14.99 and that's US dollars. And again, just put down that 15 US dollars in order to avoid any mistakes in this industry, any mistakes that you might have of going to training when maybe this really isn't for you. So highly recommend the book. The second way you can support this podcast is my new service, the CFA Strategy Session. I've had several of you reach out and ask for a service like this, and now it is alive and well. (laughs) If you are an aspiring or new corporate flight attendant who needs guidance and a leg up, let's do a video conferencing session. In this session, I can answer any question you have. I will review and discuss your cover letter and resume and or help you create a polished cover letter and resume, as well as provide any necessary advice. A session runs 60 minutes and your investment is 125 US dollars. Cut the line and put yourself ahead of the pack so you can get started on your CFA career. And yes, my book and this service supports me and this podcast, but it also supports you on your CFA career journey. And I know I have listeners like Bright Eyes who said, I love listening to this podcast, but I'm really not interested in the industry. I'm just interested in all of the behind the scenes. You can also donate If you love this podcast, definitely hit that donation link and any amount is so helpful and you can donate via Apple Pay, PayPal, credit card, and I even have Venmo. I am dropping the next episode on Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Until then, happy flying.